It's refreshment time, folks. After returns and videotapes. Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Do you like scary movies, Sydney? You have a TV? No. I just like to read the TV guide. Read the TV guide. Don't need a TV. Books, records, films, these things matter. Call me shallow. It's the fucking truth. Over 1,600 titles, each for rent at just $2 the first night and only a... Finish it. I don't watch TV. Yeah, but you are aware that there's an invention called television, and on this invention they show shows, right? Tonight on Six Ed World. Okay, one channels 18, 24, 63, 10987, and weather channel. Welcome to the Frog Brothers Podcast with your hosts Justin and Alec. Hello, everyone, and Hello. welcome to episode welcome. 54 of the Frog Brothers Podcast. This here is my esteemed colleague, Alec. Hello. And I'm welcome. his brother and co-host, Justin, and not shown, is Nicholas. I can hear your phone now. Hi! I wasn't doing it a minute ago. Fuck. Oh. Um, yeah. I ruined our monetary. Yeah, well, it happens, you know. Our, our theme song does that for us. Call oh. me the shallow, but it's the fucking truth. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we'll never monetize with that intro. Yeah, we will. It hasn't been demonetized or snagged yet for it. Oh. Good. Yeah. Are we eligible nice for? No, we don't. We only have 140 subscribers hey, on YouTube. Which, by the way, hey, if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, smash that like. Be button. sure to subscribe. And if you have already subscribed, thank you. We appreciate your patronage and support. Yes. Um, if you're listening to this on the audio feed, reminder that this is now a video podcast as well on our YouTube. Every episode we do so. Check out our YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The Frog Bros. Justin and Alec are topless in every episode. Yeah. I have nipples, yeah. Greg. Could you milk me? Anything with nipples. So, yeah. that's a Joel Schumacher joke for you. Pretty much. Uh, what you got for show and tell this week, Alec? Uh, you and uh, Nick went to the Brass Armored <clears throat> Dildo, or Arm- Armadillo? Is it Armored D- Dildo? Armadillo? Armadillo. Armored Dildo. You guys went to the Brass Armored Dildo thrift store. The thing's dork. Is it made of rock just like the rest of them? This place is Super bigger than Walmart Super Center. It's uh, gold. Well, the first two things I got here um, were just a couple things I picked up randomly. They had a bunch of different card sets from movies, and they're not tops. I don't even, I don't actually even know what brand they are. They're just like promotional things. But I grabbed some uh, T2 Terminator 2 Judgment Day 12 movie cards. What are, you, what are you taking this for? Fuck you, asshole. Ten triumphant cards. Pro Set, I guess, is the brand on this one, you know? Uh, Bill and Ted's most atypical movie cards. Movie cards. I have a package of those. I have yet to open myself. These. I picked up a set of those at a uh, thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane. Win a bodacious trip to San Dimas, California, or some other non-bogus prize. So those those are the first two things I picked up. Very nice. I got a sack of action figures here. He's a nice got a sack. sack. You want to reach over here into my sack? Are you gonna recycle that sack? The rustling of the sack. So we'll just we'll just grab the first one, which isn't the first one I grabbed there, but no. I only grabbed one Power Rangers one item, and it was this one, the old Bandai Flipheads. Flip we it. got uh, you know Auto Morphin green, green fucking Ranger. And these ones you have to open it manually and flip their head back. These ones. Yeah, they don't just continue. But then you can. Good. 
flip him to the ranger. It's quickly. morphing time. He's got it'd be cool mullet I, action. Yeah, it'd be cool if I had the gun, too, but, you know. Whatever. I need to make a version of Jason David Frank with all of his tattoos that he has now. Well, what's cool about this is they didn't um, re-release this one. And somebody yet. peeled off the dragon coin on there. Yeah, it's, it's, he has a black logo there. There's nothing there. But either way, kind of cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Little Green Ranger action for you. I got a bunch of different real Ghostbusters action figures, so we'll go through them kind of real quick. We got, uh, which one did we determine this was? That's the uh, Fright Features. That's the first Bankman. Fright regular Fright, Fright Features. It, it works. Um, it doesn't, when you do this, it doesn't open his mouth and it'll pop his eyes out like maybe it should, uh, but you can still do that, so it functions. Yeah. I'm good with that. None of that's broken off, which is good. Sometimes that hairpiece gets damaged. Yeah. Nothing breaks as easy as Egon's tie, though. Uh, we got a real nasty, <laughs> nasty, nasty ass Ray here. Slime. It looks like someone hid that uncomfortable hunk of junk up their ass. Exactly, but he was like pass it three down. or four bucks, so I was like, yeah, sure. I don't have a vintage Ray yet. Ass. That was a Pulp Fiction. I know. Um, we got the Super Fright features. Yes. Now, you may be familiar with this one because I did an unboxing video of this. Actually, it's on our Instagram. So if you're not following us on Instagram, at Frog Bros Podcast. Instagram. I opened up uh, a mint-on-card version of this action figure, which I'm sure made some people angry and upset. But he comes with great accessories. He comes with a ghost trap. That was the last one in a box. No, it wasn't. But it also had a contest for uh, visiting the set of Ghostbusters 2 or something asinine, and I was not a winner. So uh, at least whoever bought that knows that they didn't waste their chance on winning back in the day. We also got a Super Fright Features Egon. Was he a Why didn't somebody tell me my ass was so big? Is he a robot? <laughs> How can he do that? Yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool, though. We had this one as a ch uh, as children. I still, have, I still have a version of that, yeah. Do you still have the it's one loose from Loose Legs Winston. Yep, I do. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh, he's got knee pads. Yeah, he does for sucking dick. Yeah, yeah Egon had knee pads, too. So did Venkman. Ironically, Janine did not. Oh, shit. Look at this sexist bullshit. Either way, this Janine is probably the favorite one. Are we doing our I spotted. upskirt action figure segment? No, we're not. Her skirt needs to be washed because it I looks like it was hidden next to Ray <laughs> in someone's ass. The thing about Egon is his, his button's located here so you can flip it and he turns on the top. Hers is located on her chest. So you have to hold it by the chest to make her legs spin. Well, that's how you're supposed to get her wow. skirt to flip and spin, too. So push, I mean, I guess. So push her boobs to make her skirt spin. Oh, it's actually like stuck to her leg. <laughs> like somebody jizzed in there. <laughs> Ew. Looks like someone is eating praline and dick ice cream and spilled it on her dress. Yeah, so we got Janine. So we got all these these nice little nice little toys. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go play with these in the bath later tonight. I got some brand new things myself. I'm not done, but you can you can go now. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll jump in here. Right. So I'm going to cover Alex's face like I like to do, just because I'm an asshole. No, I got these Nano Hollywood rides, the Jurassic Park set. So it comes with the Ford Explorer, the 1992 Jeep Wrangler, and the engine helicopter. Excellent three pack there. I finally found that they only had the one. Where'd you get it? Uh, this one was at Target. Mm. Target. Target. Acquired. And uh. This was at another Target. Alec found one of these as well, but it's the uh, Ghostface Toonie Terrors from NECA. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Sweet stuff. We like. I mean, that's a pretty excellent figure, so I'll do... Uh, we'll probably both do a dual unboxing at the same time on this one. Yeah, we'll So we'll throw team. that up soon. 
We can each do it. Each have one in our hands. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like the first movie where there's two people in the costume. Two people open. I like to exactly. pretend. Are you going to be Stu? Yes. Okay. What else did you get there, fella? I got a stack of VHS here. Uh, some pretty cool things. This is um, the second Godzilla VHS I own, I believe. The first one being the Matthew Broderick classic. <laughs> and now I have Godzilla 2000. Uh, a lovely video store collection hmm. edition, I believe. Because is that the that's a classic one? one. Yeah, it actually has the Blockbuster previously viewed sticker on the bottom. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Authentic and beautiful. Next up, we have the Hollywood video version of uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Not to be confused with Fredericks of Hollywood, the um, much less classy version of Victoria's Secret. Ah. Oh, and very that timely. That easier to whack off to, though. Um, I can't argue that point. <laughs> you grew up the same time I did. <laughs> uh, you the two boys been whacking one, off in my tool shed? That one was sexier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a calendar, a calendar they released once. It was kind of neat. But they, anyway, I did, go on, go on, go on. I looked through the Playboys they had there, but there was nothing good. Oh, Like yeah. nobody that I recognized anyway. I want it to be people that I can be like, I want it. yeah, I've never seen her tits before. You know? That's what you want in a Playboy. Um, Dogma. Dogma on VHS. tonight. Nice. And I don't even actually remember if I already own this or not, but if I do, I'm going to give it to Justin because he used to have it. So yeah. either way, it's going to get put to uh, appreciation. Yes. And lastly, but airplane. Not no, certainly not. Airplane's a classic, and if you don't agree, fuck you. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Ah! Shirley. Ah! Don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Ah! <laughs> you speak jive, nurse? <laughs> um, I also picked up a couple Fangoria magazines. Um, the thing is, I've been looking at these on eBay for a while. And they have a bunch more of these. I'm going to go back and buy more. But I didn't want to spend a whole bunch today, and I didn't. I had already picked up a bunch of shit, so I was like, eh, I'm just going to yeah, get a couple. Yeah, quite the haul today. Yeah. So I picked up this Fangoria. It, um, what, I can't even tell what, this, what year it's from. Is there a year anywhere on this son of a bitch? It should be down here on the sticker by the price. should say the month. Either way, oh. it's, um... Issue number 154 from July. It is, uh, The Frighteners is mainly covered here. Um, they're talking Independence Day as well, so it must be like 1995, 94, uh, one of those years, 96. Watch out, Ghostbusters. Yeah, watch out, Ghostbusters. The Frighteners are coming in your face. Hey, The Frighteners is a fucking amazing movie. I love that movie. Same. So. And I have it on DVD. DVD. What's well, a DVD? And the other Fangoria is for um, Scream 3. It covers some uh, Supernova, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, Green Mile, Ninth Gate with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, pretty sweet cover, though. That's just like a sick fucking cover there, you know. Love oh, that. The, and then the advertisement on the back is also Scream, yeah. which is a dual cover. That's actually for McFarlane Toys ad mm. for a Scream figure. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Very nice. Um, I also bought a couple vintage uh, RC Cola bottles, but they're all wrapped up. I don't feel like unwrapping They're them all right wrapped now. up in glass, so you'll have to watch his OnlyFans to see him stick them in his ass. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fill them with RC first, though, and 
butt chug. Butt, butt chug your RC butt cola. Butt chug RC cola on my See own. See if you can fans. get diabetes from a butt chug instead of getting drunk. Yeah. yeah. Give the content that people want to consume. Alex OnlyFans. Somebody probably watch it. Oh, I guarantee you. People just watch that out of sheer curiosity. Be like, can a man really drink an RC cola with his ass? When a man loves drinks a an soda. RC cola. So. Yeah. Uh, what's in the news today? Anything exciting? Anything in the music world? There's a couple different things. Um, firstly, before we move on to the music world, there is um, somebody's cell phone too close to the microphone. Well, that's far away. Maybe mine. Hmm. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just toss that shit across the room. Toss it like it's my Nick's podcast. Put it on airplane mode. Put it on fuck you mode, you son of a bitch, and toss it across the room. Um... It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. There's a new Jurassic Park Legacy collection, Dennis Nedry, coming out. And he comes with a Dilophosaurus. He's wearing a raincoat, and I don't mean a condom. Weren't you all talking about that raincoat being the, for sale for... He comes with a Jeep. Yeah, speaking of the Jurassic Park for people, raincoat, it's on fun.com. It's Fucking like $35. Man. But thanks for interrupting Alec, because he's right. telling a really great story on a new segment. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, you know... The, the Nedry comes he comes with the Dilophosaurus and Jurassic Park Jeep. It's pretty cool for the Legacy Collection. Three the Boy Show Herring is Richard Kiley. Three points. at no expense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yes. No, it's awesome. So there's some, some hot topic around this one, though, with the uh, stripe missing on the Jeep mm-hmm. and whether or not they're going to restore it. They've shown two different prototype uh, versions of this in package. One has the rear stripe above the uh, rear tire... Uh, rear uh, wheel well. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Mm. And then one does, one doesn't. So today, Junior. Today, Junior. Um, there's also hilarious shit going on around in memes and just in general. If you go to Lil Nas X Twitter, it's pretty fucking lit right now, as the kids would say. Yes. Um, I haven't actually even watched the video for this song or listened to it yet, but I'm going to. Which is something that can't be said about much current super super popular music and stuff like that. But this man has earned my respect from all of the different things he's doing and who he is and everything. So I'm gonna fucking go check this shit out. Um, it's it's like it's like the new WAP at the moment right now because it's upsetting conservatives and everyone else is like, this is fucking awesome. This, yeah, this is the shit. This shit slaps. Yeah, I mean. I'm down. He's giving the uh, the devil a lap dance in the video. That's all I know for sure. I think he is sent to hell at the beginning of the videos from what I've gathered and um, sounds like a fucking great time to me. So, And then the sneakers he's selling too. They yeah. have 666 pairs of his devil sneakers with the pentagram on Snickers? it. Snickers? Snakers. Nike. Apparently Nike was pissed because they're suing him too. Hmm? Over the use of their sneakers, like if you buy fucking sneakers and you can do whatever the fuck you want to them, who's going to stop me? It's not like he's advertising them as Nikes specifically; he's advertising them as his, and they come with real human blood. Yeah, which is fucking hilarious and awesome. So you know we're we're here for that. Um, if you can be your authentic self, why wouldn't you? And clearly, this man's being his authentic self. Yeah, he's going to go down as one of the one of the good ones, I think. Um, I think that's about it mainly for the news other than the little, little shopping trip we had today when, you know, mm-hmm. stuff, so. Yeah, it's been, it's been kind of quiet. Uh, 
Godzilla vs. Kong comes out Wednesday. We're Fuck going yeah. opening night. So we're fucking stoked to get out to the theater again. We are supporting our local cherished Greenland armor. Diamond in the rough. The Greenland armor. Already pre-purchased the tickets. Uh-huh. We're ready to go. See that. And uh, we'll have a review to follow shortly after. This is true. Um, look out for that. And That'll be fun. Announced the Obi-Wan cast. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. Oh, we can briefly talk about it. Um, who was in that that you recognized? Oh, uh, O'Shea Jackson, Ice Cube's son. He's in it. That's interesting. Yep, and then they confirmed that um, the aunt and uncle from the prequels are oh, reprising their roles. That's good. So that's that's, that's kind of cool. I did want to see some of that on there. Obviously, we already knew Hayden Christian. I don't want to see a bunch of character development with them, but it's good to know that they'll be in it. Even played. if they're just kind of background characters showing a young Luke, like I don't need to really see yeah. what Luke's doing, but just to see that they're there actually taking care of a child, that's yeah. all really maybe a you couple of shots. You don't want to see their, their marital drama? No, fuck no. No, I don't want to see them fighting over fucking vaporizers and like masturbators and whatever else. And... Yeah, I was about to make a masturbating joke too, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> I was going to say, anytime. <laughs> what else do you do in the desert? We might learn more about water farming or moisture farming there. <laughs> I guarantee you. Hey, can I say something really well, fucked we see, up? Fucking shit. Well, we see Tashi Station. No, no. I, now that we're on this topic, I got to go someplace that I normally reserve for Alec. Do it. On a dry desert planet like that, you want to know where you're going to get a BJ where they always swallow? Someplace like that, because you don't let any fluid go to waste. You can't. It'll fucking evaporate. When there's protein. Exactly. It's like huh. a protein shake. So, could anyone confirm with me, if you're in the desert, <laughs> what Our would you desert do? desert listeners, uh, leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> Trash comedy at its finest. I'm sorry for that, but it just popped in there. <laughs> what? What I'd already just told popped you. in there? My friend, don't be a jerk. Anyway, I suppose we'll switch it on up to... Get down. Break it down. Join the call. Drink it up. Water Cooler Cult. Brought to you by the RC Cola. Yeah, I was going to say, brought to you by the fine folks at RC Cola. Be sure to bring your RC Cola today. Me and my RC. This is not really a paid advertisement. <laughs> However, we are open to accepting people's money. So, the Falcon in the Winter Soldier, episode two. The Star-Spangled Man. Star-Spangled Wing. Star-Spangled Man's here today to kick you in your scrot. Captain America shot a gun since the first time since the World War II. Ooh, fascinating. Um, this episode opens up with you being like, oh, this Captain America ain't so bad. He seems maybe, nice. Maybe he's not a complete shithead. And honestly, even by the end of the episode, you don't think he's like the devil or anything. You're just like, look- eh, he's not my guy. I'm looking forward to a solo movie. All right, wise ass. Yeah, no, and they do a good job. Okay, so you're developing Mr. Walker here as kind of somebody. So you see him do his little patriotism thing. You see some of the background stuff. Obviously, it immediately shows like him being at his high school to do a press tour and all that shit. Same kind of shit that the original Captain America went through. He has his reservations about being the Captain America and all that kind of crap. But I think the big piece that's 
uh, well done in this episode that you see compared to like World War II. Like patriotism is completely different, obviously post snapping in this world. And I mean, you're looking at more global. So why do you have like one person that's just a symbol of the United States? Right, so why are you still trying to recreate that? So that's an interesting piece, anyway. Yeah, but if you also parallel that to the real world, and like you look how people have their attitude based on military and everything like that right now, compared to World War II, where in World War II everyone was united to stop a giant evil, and now basically most wars are revolve around fucking war profiteering, uh, making hope, money, selling weapons, getting I'd, oil. I'd hope that nationalism would fade a little bit after an alien invasion. But you would think so. Yeah, I guess not. But I think the piece here is that this guy. I mean, is look at it. A not to interrupt murder. you right now, a bunch, but like, just on that point, look at how much the world did not come together during the pandemic. It's realistic, I think, that the America would do this. Did the shit. world come together minus America, though? Pretty much. <laughs> exactly why this mo- the Captain America shit still makes <laughs> yeah, sense. That I they mean, would do yes that. and no, though. I mean, you can say that, but then like China was in denial about this. Like China was just as well, bad as we were because face. they're trying to. Deny shit that's going on now. Yeah. Other parts I'm not of the trying world, to start a, like a pandemic yeah. debate between us or anything here. I'm just saying, like you know, I think that it's still realistic because America is killed all the time, no matter what. Even if America was being bombed, we'd be like, "No, man, we're fine. We we got this. We're good." Just a flesh wound. And basically. I think that this this version of Cap is just showing off like he's programmed to be a modern military killer, right? So even the other characters you get in there, like Bucky. Okay, Bucky's clearly come from. The old times, like the Falcon has some of that, but the Falcon's also done his own thing. You mm-hmm. know, same thing with uh, War Machine. So you see, like, some of these characters have that, but then you see someone like this guy was clearly probably infantry or something else. You know, they try to say he's highly decorated for his wartime stuff. And what they don't really explain is, like, what wartime stuff, right? Yeah. That's where I'm trying to get, like, where did he get his experience? Did he snap out of existence or is he there the whole time? Right, right. There's still some background did information. Did he snap out of existence? Walker. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. think they said, did they? they? No, they haven't. So there's yeah. still some things to explore. I'm guessing there. not. That's going to be my guess. Mine too, because he probably around. was around and doing something that was really helpful or something. That might be why they picked him. We'll probably yeah. get more of his backstory. Was he fighting in like I'm Afghanistan anyway. and shit, or what? Well, you never fucking like know. One of those things. There's some pretty funny stuff in there, though. Like Sam is debriefing Bucky on the whole situation, um, and then. Uh, he asked them, you know, they're arguing about the wizards and shit again, right? And that whole line comes in there, and he's like, yeah, I read The Hobbit when it came out in 1937, and you're just like, how the fuck do you argue that? Yeah. Like, you know, this is like a shut the fuck up and respect moment. Well, so, Doctor Strange is a sorcerer. I know, did you notice the Captain America action figure that Captain America was signing at the beginning? Mm, I don't think so. I just, you know, I spot toys and toy boxes. They stick out to me and, and shit, so I see them. And I'm like, Well, they show, uh, was it the first episode? They show the... The comic book of Hitler or Captain America punching Hitler. Oh, yeah, they may have shown so. that. So, some pretty interesting stuff there. I just like the way they're kind of bringing it all together. So, oh, yeah, he has uh, three medals of honor and no super strength. Fascinating stuff, though. Yeah, yeah he's just kind of, he's just a guy, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, with a, so is Sam with a special shield. Sam is just a special guy with a special suit. Right. That's what makes those characters kind of compelling. Like, mm-hmm. Bucky, yeah, he's a super soldier. But he's got some real fucked up demons that he's still dealing with. But yeah. another moment early on, though, that kind of cracked me up when he's like, what are you, the White Panther? And he's like, actually, is the White Wolf. Yeah, the White Panther like, joke was fucking hilarious. I that one. I guess. No, Call that was White great. White Panther, yeah. Because they even refer to him as the wolf in uh, Infinity War. 
I believe when they're talking about him. Either oh, that, that or in a post credit scene, yeah. somebody calls that him little that. little kid calls him Black, Black Panther. I think they call him the yeah. White Wolf at the end of Black Panther, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, and then so then that whole conversation. My dad calls you the Black Falcon. He's like, what are you, the black kid? Right. And the other kid's like, he's got a point. <laughs> um, the androids, aliens, and wizards line is kind of kind of entertaining. You know, it's kind of a funny thing. Um, it's brought up again a couple times. And then uh, what are they calling it? The global repatriation GPC, isn't it? Something like that. His also he has a sidekick, Battlestar. Yep, Battlestar. His name's John, but he goes by Battlestar. So they're both named John. Galactica. Yeah, interesting. John Kama. Have you seen this boy? <laughs> that was a pretty good impression. <laughs> Your foster parents are dead. So the other piece that they they go on to explain is they go to see Isaiah, and he's in this Baltimore. Was fucking fascinating, and I'm this is really really cool because like you see the you see some of Bucky's history here, and you see that Isaiah was sent in kind of as a Captain America, and then he got fucked, and you know he went to jail for thirty years, even though the U.S. dropped him in to take care of the Winter Soldier at one point in time. So like there's this is setting up the broader picture here mm-hmm. because right Isaiah wants nothing to do with him, and he's kind of pissed that he even showed up there, but. He just wanted to see if the arm was gone because he said it ripped half of his arm off before. Yeah. Well, he also it's it just brings things to light. Like Sam is seeing this guy and how he was treated, and it's further enforcing how he feels about being Captain America himself. Yes, exactly. Like you, you see that. I mean, there's still the systemic gonna, racism and all that stuff. Yeah, there's exactly. Still all these overtones here, they're still dealing with. Even he's going to overcome it. Shit, but. Yeah. But he, that's where he's at right now. You can clearly tell, and just knowing that there was basically another Captain America. And he was black much before anybody else was a superhero besides just the Steve Rogers. Right. And then they're also showing off the other super soldiers, right? Which we saw super soldiers in Civil War, right? Because that was kind of in that where they go to the Russian base and they're dealing with that whole thing. But that was a whole, that was like a fluke too because they didn't actually open up those or anything like that. No, so. but they're still explaining it. Yeah. They're still out there, right? So that was clearly in all those years where it was dark. Or quiet, like there's still this whole underground stuff we have to explore that's going to lead to present day. Yeah, I'm wondering how Baron Zemo's going to get out, too, because they went and just to talk to him at the end of the episode. That's yep. that's fascinating. Um, yeah, spoiler alert, if you weren't sure who they're going to go talk to, that's basically what they're setting up there. Yeah. So. And then you have that really great scene where Bucky and... Oh, they're accosted by the police? Yeah, they're accosted by the police there, and then they realize they're Avengers, and so, like, that was really well done, and it's very fucking timely, too, mm. for everything going on in the world right now. And they're like, oh, we're sorry, we'll let you go, yada, yada. You know, it's kind of like one of those things, and Sam just like, fuck this, I don't want, you know. Yeah, he's like, this is bullshit, <laughs> fuck these guys. Um, then that scene in the, what is that, a therapist's office when they're both talking? That's yes. fucking hilarious, too. And then they get super close to each other, right? Because, like, <laughs> yeah. clearly there's a huge amount of respect there for each other, but they're still grieving a loss. They both clearly have some level of PTSD. There's so much going on to these characters emotionally that they're doing a great job showing it off. So there's yeah. a lot of subtle stuff in this that you're not used to seeing because in a movie you're like, we got to get through the plot, and here you have time to, like, kind of break down, like, what the fuck actually is going on in these people's heads. Because Sam hasn't had a lot of time to really shine on his own in, in the other appearances he's made because he's there's there's things that need to get done. I was about to say, him him and, uh, you know, Bucky's interactions in Civil War 
are really where this show starts yes and has its roots is that specifically even though they're both in winter soldier um civil war is really where they interact with each other at the level that where bucky is now anyway you know yeah so and then we get that whole battle sequence that was before the therapy um you know where captain and New Cap America and Battlestar, you know, drop in at the last second to kind of help with the fight. Mm-hmm. Fight! Which is interesting because, like I said, already you see Captain America shoot a gun, which, you know, it's it's easy to remember or easy to kind of black out, but you don't see that a lot. Yeah. You, know, you see a lot. You saw that in the first Avenger when that was kind of what was going on. It was war, like a full-on war scene, and that's appropriate to the time. And then in the modern stuff, you know, you see him using his shield, other stuff. He's more resourceful than that. He's not just a cold-blooded murderer. He's, but this, you know, this one, he doesn't have the superpowers and the super strength. So it kind of like, yeah. it makes sense that he would have to have some sort of plan what? to keep himself alive. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right. And he wasn't so, outright just shooting people with guns. He was using the shield and to, he used it as a last resort still, you could tell. but And he's still patriotic in a way that he loves America. That's why he's doing this. What he, His convictions show that he feels what he's doing is right. Which is is the thing to realize here that he's not necessarily a fucking villain, at least not at this point for sure. Um, but he's just a hero that is not exactly right where he should be or anything like that. He's not where we want him to be. No, sure. it, it has a lot of callbacks to Civil War just because they're going to go back and forth with, yeah. you know, there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And there's a lot of gray area in something like that, right? With how do you, how do you handle that? How, you know, how do you determine who's right when you're all trying to be heroes and do the right thing? Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're ever going to see him truly be a villain, but I think he is really going to fucking complicate this whole situation. For sure. And cause unnecessary death. So I just don't know where or how that's going to pan out yet, but I really think it's going to really convolute and confuse things. Mm-hmm. So, but I did love how at the end, like, they come out and they're like, hey, you know, you can work with us. And they're like, okay, well, we don't want to. Like, you know, we don't have to follow your government rules. We're free agents. Yeah. And he's like, then stay out of the fucking way. And kind of basically threatens him then and there. I was like, look, out of my fucking way because I'm not going to save you the next time or I'm not going to intervene. So that's really where that threat becomes important because, like, we're going to see that battle it out. And then they decide they're going to go see see a buddy that's locked up in jail. Mm-hmm. And so, I really enjoyed that episode. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. Um, I already like this series better than WandaVision, and it's not to say anything bad about WandaVision, but it's just, I like these characters more. Captain America, those are my favorite MCU films. Um, They just are. So, I like been- seeing this story continue, and they're doing it well, with, even without Steve Rogers. So, I'm I'm here for it. And the other thing I love so much about this is they're also using characters that have existed already, right? It's not yes. like they're making up new characters for this. Like Isaiah, like his character has existed, right? Yes, John Walker. Yeah. Battlestar. These are all actual characters. Yes. And the beautiful thing about this is they're calling from traditional uh, Marvel comics, and they're calling from like the reboot, reboot stuff, stuff they did, like, like the Ultimate line, line, if a lot of people figured out in comics around, around then. Yeah, they, I love how they combine the eras, and they're, they're not afraid to be like, all right, let's take something from the 60s, something from the 90s, something from 2010. So they're doing it all to do really great storytelling, right? They've got such a resourceful pool of stuff to pull from. Why wouldn't you make the best story you can out of all these ideas? <sighs> it, the Marvel stuff gets more impressive as time goes on because, you know, it's one thing to make 20... One twenty-two movies that are pretty solid, but to continue, and 
expand not really, outside like, of it's that. It's not right? necessarily like better than anything we've seen before, but it's on par with it completely. It's not dropping off in quality or anything. Well, it's adding more depth because you get yeah. all these episodes and more time to flesh it out. It feels more like a comic on these ones because, yes. right, in comics there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of the backstory that in a feature-length movie you just you don't always have the time for that. Besides, like, the superhero introduction stories where you get a little bit more of that background, like the first Iron Man, right? Things like that where you get some of that. This definitely makes you more patient and have to wait just like you would, you know, back in the day, 10 years ago for TV and longer. Yes. Or reading a comic book, waiting a month or however long, depending on the issues and what kind of and series the, they were doing. Waiting a whole year for the story to... Yeah, and up. the right. replay value of it, right? And, and if you look at it in terms of this is just a moving comic book, right... You're going to get your story week by week, you know, as, as the comic releases each month. You're going to get more and more story. And yeah. then that trade paperback is going to come out again, so you can revisit it all at once if you want. Or you get the whole, or if you get the books, right? Binge you can it. Go through and binge it, yeah, and go through and enjoy it again that way and catch all the details. Yeah. Because there's things I love about, like, weekly episodes. The only thing I love about binging is it's so much easier to remember little details mm. episode to episode because it was just there in front of you. Yes. So uh, let us know what your thoughts are on... The Falcon and the Winter Soldier online, social media at Frog Bros Podcast, pretty much everywhere. And uh, yeah, baby, what do you expect out of the series now that we've uh, seen two? What are your thoughts on the new Captain America? What are your thoughts on Isaiah? Just give us any of your what What are you thinking about this episode? Basically, yeah, give it to us. Who would you rather bone, Steve Rogers? Steve Rogers or who? Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson now or Jack Nicholson 1969? I think it was 74. Yeah, I think he said something 70s, 74. but 74. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. You know what I just watched? Me pulling a can off some morons. Best return of the Jedi. Did you see Alien when that uh, creature was in that guy's stomach? <sighs> So retro release reviews. So as we all know, this is the episode that drops before Easter. This is our Easter special. So Easter, Easter, Easter. And we have nothing but Kick deep respect for the holiday. Yeah. And when they nail my pimpled ass to the cross, I'll tell them I found Jesus that should throw them off. Jesus has the best glory hole of all time. His palms. Or, you know... Isn't that, isn't like that Psalm 0 through 0? Brings a new new uh, new meaning to the term fleshlight, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Actually, that's probably what it's based off of, if you ask the Jesus company founder. hands. Yeah, the hole in his hand. <sighs> Welcome to the Frog Brothers Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, do you think Jesus was hung? No, he was nailed to a cross. <laughs> Do you think they nailed his dick to the cross? That was a too? perfect response. I set you up. It just worked, baby. It worked. It worked, baby. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus! Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he also was a non-white terrorist. Hey, my so. phone's lighting up over there. Pretty cool, huh? Sweet. Maybe you're getting butthole pictures. Hopefully. He is. So, um... Which one are we doing? So dogma. we're talking dogma here, man. Okay. Fuck yeah. This movie's fucking amazing. And it it's amazing for several reasons. Because 
Next Wednesday, right after Easter, we're going to a movies <clears throat> pop-up. Obviously, movies made its first appearance in the mm-hmm. VOSQ universe in Dogma. Dogma. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get an Ego movie muffin. This movie's fucking amazing. Hell yes, it is. It has a shit monster. It has one of the best fucking casts of any Kevin Smith movie. Like, he always has great casts, don't get me wrong, but this one has, like, a great collection of people. Um, obviously, Kevin Smith, Jason Hughes... Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Lee, Chris Rock, uh, Linda Florentino. She's in Men in Black. She's got that going for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny and Garofalo, very briefly. Um, Salma Hayek, Alan Rickman, and Alanis Morissette. George Carlin. George Carlin. Fuck yes. Don't forget. Well, this is a smaller role, just right. like I just... Mm-hmm. Janine Garofalo's... Is Smaller, it's, even it's, I guess it's but. so well written. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I love this movie before just because it's like so offensive to Christian people. But you got to realize when Kevin Smith wrote this, he was not writing this to be like a hater or a naysayer or anything. He just wrote it because like he knew religion and he thought it was kind of a funny concept, right? And he he didn't do it to be like an atheist asshole or anything like that. Which yeah. you know, all the people protesting his movie and everything when it came out I was like, this is blasphemy. It's like it's called fucking dogma for a reason. He, mm-hmm. He's not fucking ignorant. Holy shit! See, get it? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. It's Easter. <laughs> Not yet, but it's going to be. Hide your eggs. In your butt. That's where I'm hiding mine. You're going to come looking for them? You're going to shoot them out of your ass on your OnlyFans. Yeah, I'm going to do that with a... Uh, Why the Cad- hell are you dressed like a chicken? Cadbury <laughs> cream egg, though, so it can, like, smush. I'm going <laughs> to flex my anus and break it and, like, squirt the goo at the camera. So, how are you doing today? This is a snakeskin jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Yes, sick, Mom. You know what? That's just sick. Do you have that on there yet? I don't because I couldn't find a good clip uh, of it, but I'll asshole. get it. Jesus. Yeah. So, Dogma. Uh, what do you remember about the first time you saw this movie? Well, the first time I saw this movie, um, I was maybe 16, and I lived in Mississippi. It was when you briefly lived with, with us. Um, and we watched it because I had never seen it. And I don't really remember watching it that time, but I remember that we did, and uh, I remember liking it, obviously, because I did not like religion at the time. And, you know, when when you're discovering your atheism, you're a lot more like, yeah, fuck religion. Militant, yeah. 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 But militant atheism is, is literally just telling, fuck God, and like saying, hail Satan to people. Like, that's really what it is. And and reading books by Richard Dawkins, you know what I'm saying? And watching um, Matt Dillahunty videos on uh, YouTube. That's, like, what that is. Reading, you know, that shit. Um, but then he realized it's hopeless. Yeah, so you just kind of, like, do what we do, and you Cause people are... subtly bring it up, and you laugh about it, pretty much. Um, yeah, don't take that shit too serious. It's interesting, though. Um, I like how Loki convinces... The nun to be an atheist at the beginning, though. Yes, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's Loki, so he does a good job of it. Um, I really like this movie, and I forgot how much I like this because it's so fucking hard to find. It doesn't have a proper Blu ray release. I can't talk. Blu-ray. Is that one of the Blu rays they're selling at the pop up that's like 50 bucks? I don't, I'm not sure. They were sure. selling one for 35 and another one for 50. I think Dogma was one of them. Oh, maybe. Huh. But it's pretty pricey. But I think there's a few things there that make this hard to come by on, on Blu-ray and things like that with release. Like, obviously, the Weinstein backing the film. There's a few other things there that it 
it's you know it's just kind of one of those things like finding a VHS copy yeah you can get a DVD copy really easy too but you can't buy a digital copy anywhere and the Blu-ray is expensive. I have a DVD and VHS so I'm good there. So I mean when you have a movie this good that's intentionally kind of hidden from the public, uh, kind of makes you wonder what's going on with it. But it's great. I like especially how- with that fucking cast, man. It's so good. Yeah, I like how he says, uh, one of the lines he says also is something about, you made me come down here, this is what I'm missing my cartoons for? Oh, yeah. You made me missing Saturday morning cartoons for this? Because they get banished. Obviously, Loki and Bartleby get banished to fucking Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then they're fucking just people watching at the airport. You're so close to squeaking like yeah. three times. I know, it's like so right right yeah, I'm just like, every time I'm like... Oh, I hit the guts I'm button. edging on air. He had a air. good squeak right before we started recording, so yeah. it might take a little longer. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? It's all good. So, <clears throat> Jason Lee, he's pretty great in this movie, even though he's not in it a whole bunch. You kind of feel like you want him in it a little bit more, but... His his screen time is is great. It's well done. Yeah. Well, my my favorite bit of his screen time really is probably when he pulls these guys in at the what are they in like a fucking CVS or a Walgreens? It looks like kind of a shopping store. Mm, yeah, and he has a good conversation with them, like everyone's fucking looking for you, and it's great because you know eventually you figure out that he's manipulating them, and he's the one that's like, I'd rather fucking not exist at all than spend any more time in hell. Yeah, he's like pretty Fuck fucking this. wild. Yeah, uh, which is funny. He loves his air conditioning. Yeah. One of the what does he say about it? One of the most deadly sins ever is <laughs> central air conditioning. Yeah, and he goes and fucking cranks down, and then he's got like the hockey heathens, and then something that Alec hadn't noticed really is at the beginning, like obviously God is the old homeless man outside of uh, on the pier or whatever they're at by the ski ball place. Yeah. And, you know, eventually they get to that later on. So. You got to think, I'm stoned when I watch these movies, so when I see the movie open up with that, I'm not actually thinking about, I wonder who that old man is. Conflict resolution later on, yeah. I'm just like, all right, cool, take me there, baby. To me, that was one of the things that stood out, because I remember them having to go to the hospital to fucking kill him to free God to stop this bullshit. Yeah. I guess I understood that part, but I never understood that. That was actually the guy that from, him yeah. From, yeah, from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but it's might be when I watch the beginning, I'm always laughing still from the opening text that talks about, Oh yeah. All, all right. His... Don't be fucking murderous people just because this movie might offend you. Uh, you yeah. Know. He basically says, I know this is going to be, in, this is intentionally offensive and it's also comedy. So take that as, as you will. Um, and then he also says something about movie critics on there, which gets the point across. So I think it's, it's humorous. Yeah. Uh, it lands well. So, um, George Carlin, let's talk George Carlin for a minute. Yeah. He's a little over the top for this, you know, just kind of like the way he is, especially at the beginning. It's like, oh, yeah, it's I like, love it. It feels like he's doing one of his comedy bits, which is perfect, because he grew up yeah. in a Catholic church and everything like that, and it's amazing like, that he got to work with Kevin Smith several times, and I'm just glad Kevin Smith realized his genius and still carried that on. Because um, how many people have probably seen this and been like, who's George Carlin? Like, and don't go, they kick and, you out of the car if you don't make with the head? Sure, yeah. if you don't make with the head. Yeah. <laughs> and Gets then me a couple hundred miles down the road, I'll take a shot in the mouth. <laughs> the Buddy Christ, you know, that's a great fucking reveal in this movie. I got a couple George Carlin albums on vinyl, and I think two cassette tapes, maybe, of his comedy albums. Fucking great shit, man. 
back in the day when you know we'd go on road trips with the band um we always had like comedy cds and like george carlin stuff was so good to listen to on what CD was that one then. called welcome to new jersey or something like that I don't know, everything. Dude, he's done like 30 comedy specials probably. I don't know. And they're all fucking great. Yeah. And he has different albums that weren't specials too, so. And I do love when they go catch back up with him and they're trying to explain everything and they're like, hey, you know, like we really can't do this. Like we can't have this this going on with it. And he's like, yeah, fuck you. And then you find out that they steal his fucking driver. (laughs) And then obviously that becomes a big plot point later on, which, you know, I love the subtlety of them showing him like putting in his fucking office just to show that he's a big golf fan. Yeah. And then it works when he fucking beats Jason Lee's character. What's uh what's his name? I don't know if I got Oh, what that. am I doing? Azrael. Yeah, Azrael, yeah. And they fucking deck him with that and he's like, I'm a fucking demon. And he's like, Oh, I bet that asshole fucking blessed his golf clubs for a better game of golf and you're like, Ah, oh, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I love that scene. I love yeah, how that's that pays just- out. I great, love the subtlety of how, the, yeah, the, the subtlety of, like, him stealing that, and you're like, what, what's he doing that for? And then it's fucking there, and then it pays off. Um, I do like Alan Rickman in this, and his introduction is is pretty good. Um, he steals the scenes that he's in. It's like, I just want to pay attention to him. He shows up and is like, Behold the Metatron! Behold, I was the god of the Metatron! And Where's Bruce Willis? I want to pee in his mouth. And it's amazing because, like, then he shows, like, the little fucking crotch piece. You know, it looks like... Mm. It looks fucking, oh, like, Kendall. a little bit shitty. Like, almost like it's fucking like, paper mache you know? It's, like, shitty <laughs> on purpose, yeah. but it's, like, hilarious. It works. Yes, it's beautiful because, like, what's all this? And then especially with your your obsession with superheroes. Superhero sex organs. I love that Kevin Smith, like, carries that kind of bullshit on throughout his movies. Like, it's yes. great. It's great. Um... I think my favorite scene in this is the boardroom scene. Oh, God. It's so fucking good. And then the thing with movies later on is pretty much just a fast food chain. But in this one, movies is like a global entertainment brand, much it, like... It is very much like Wally World and Wally uh, having a TV show and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, they're basically setting up the... Uh, well, you know, obviously you can't just use Mickey Mouse. It's fucking Wally someone's World. intellectual Dad. property, so... You know, they take the whole concept of Wally World and fucking making fun of Disney, and then they do that with movies, which yeah. is great. And then obviously they're like, you shouldn't fucking worship false idols. Yeah. And so they fucking... Makes a voodoo doll of an onion. Yes. <laughs> Just sitting there chopping a fucking onion. Tells everybody's, like, sins. All the fucked up shit he knows they're doing. People are cheating on their wives. One of the guys he flew to Taiwan to have sex with an 11-year-old boy. He's like, and you got your girlfriend drunk and paid someone else to have sex with her just so you could break up with her. Yeah. When she admitted that she had slept with someone else. Like some amazing stuff in there. And then he whispers in the last guy's ear. And you can clearly tell it's something fucked up. That even the guy's looking around like, oh, God. Just hearing it out loud, he, t- he realizes how fucked up he is. And uh, even though you're not hearing what he says, then he says, Matt Damon says to him, that's your son. Yes, so basically you're implying there's some sort of sexual abuse or something fucked up there, which makes sense because you're talking a movie about Catholicism, so that's why there's a lot of references to... Uh, uh, for future reference, anyone who might know, but once we are monetized, you can't get away with saying S-A anymore or the R word. Really? Yes. Hmm. Uh, uh, huh? S-A? 
blank assault. Oh. It's a thing that YouTube's cracking down on and demonetizing or restricting videos more and stuff like that. It's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it really applies to us too much since we're small, but you know. Well, they just want to make sure your podcast isn't about that. Probably <laughs> in general, promoting it. I, I mean, are they trying well, to they protect don't want, people, or are they just trying to? Because there's lots of people that talk about it and they give their opinions on other people's stories about uh, it and shit. You okay. know? Okay. Yeah, I could see that being an issue there. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. So. But on that note, we are going to launch a Patreon at some point in time in the near future. We don't have all the details worked out yet, but we'll be free to speak openly on that platform. Oh, yeah. We're so held back here. Well, we're, I mean, we're so oppressed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. I mean, you know, we have to wear masks. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. Sorry, satire people, don't hate me. Yeah. And if you actually thought that was being serious and you're like, yeah, fuck masks, then fuck you, man. You're stupid. So, if you're still listening, uh, we're talking about dogma. Um, I, I really do like um, Brian O'Halloran's appearance. Um, he plays this. another Hicks. Yeah, he's Grant Hicks in this, the reporter. And it's funny because you, you see him a couple times, but his last appearance is funny because he's like, yeah, there's just a fucking guy with wings killing everyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, the other good scene on there is when they're on the bus. Yeah. And he's like, I know. And he's like, hey, man, are you married? And it's just, he's making out with this chick. Oh, and he yeah. shows him his ring. He's like, what the fuck do you think? Scott Moser, by the way. Yeah, producer extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Usually has some bit roles in most of the films. Yeah, he's Snowball yeah. in, mm-hmm. you know, Clerks in Mallrats. He's the... Backstage, like assistant. Yeah, he's the assistant to what's his face. He's in all of them, pretty much. Yeah, and so when he bothers him again, he's like, "What the fuck do you want?" Basically, and he's like, "Are you married to her?" And he goes, "No," or whatever, and then he fucking blows his brains out off screen, obviously <laughs> yeah. for ratings and stuff. But you're like, "God damn, that's fucking brutal." Well, when they switch to that shot outside, and you just see the bus driving along at night. And then you see the flash of the gun, <laughs> and then the bus swerves, and you hear the screaming. Yeah, and that everyone works. fucking gets off the bus. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's great. It's, you don't always have to have the overly violent stuff in there, right? I mean, you can't. I mean, that works so well just to portray right. what needs to happen. And it's kind of got a com- comedic, yeah, timing to it. It, it works because of the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, and there's all the dialogue between Bartleby and Loki about. You know, all the bullshit they've dealt with over the years, all the mass murder, genocide, all that kind of shit that they've... Yeah, all the... Like, you know. with the, the, you can tell this is a Kevin Smith movie, just the dialogue that all the characters are having constantly, especially those two. Yes. They have a lot of, like, loose dialogue and, like, talks about morality. You can tell that Kevin Smith, when he writes, he likes to use a lot of big words, and the characters sound very intelligent sometimes. Um, and it... I, I, I mean, I like it, so... Yeah, no, it's 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 that's amazing. So, I am gonna get um, some quotes for this from for the soundboard, but I didn't manage to today. But uh, I am gonna get some in the future. You'll be hearing some. I'm not gonna tell you what yet, till you hear them. And then just the character overall, like Alanis Morissette is God is hilarious, just because she's so quirky in this, right? Just like her portrayal is like so whimsical and silly. Yeah. And then yet you have Alan Rickman next to her, like doing all his amazingness like and he's so good in that too right yes like he's one of those you can't 
That's why I just don't understand why people aren't talking about this more because it's really well done, and then there's still a fair amount of heart to. I think because it is, it also you can't take it too seriously because you know there's there's a shit monster in it, as Kevin Smith says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to take that serious? But at the same time, like they do kind of have some happy Christian resolution at the end, like where they kind of show like the moral of the story and all that stuff, yeah. right? So even though he's it's satire to him, he still is very well educated, knowledgeable about Catholicism, tells a story in a way that makes sense to that, like, right? So it's it's all, it's not like just somebody that knows nothing about religion wrote a movie just to try to piss people off. Like, it's, the writing and the whole concept work well. Then he made Red State, right? Years later. Years later. Yeah. Another good one? Mm-hmm. So that's Dogma. Let us know if you love it, you hate it, you want to fucking own it, you want to get it on digital, you want to get on LaserDisc, VHS, you want to get on UMD. Dogma's canceled. You want to get on Betamax. Hmm. I don't think they have it on Betamax, buddy. I know. I don't have it on LaserDisc either. I just naming formats. You couldn't get it on. They don't have it on LaserDisc? I'm just asking. I don't think so. No, I don't think it. It would be cool if they did. Oh, I did see some LaserDiscs there today at the antique store. Anything good? Congo. I would I debated it, and I was like, mm-hmm. if I were to get Congo, then I'd have to find Jurassic Park, which I'm not opposed to. You need to get Jurassic Park. I do, I do. Yeah, I mean, you have happen. Twister. You can't not have Jurassic Park. I got Twister. Then you may as well get Congo as well. So, if you're gonna get Congo, you might as well get Anaconda. Eh, I don't know about that. I don't know no, about that. Con- Anaconda is it's more like. Lake, that fits in with Lake Placid and Deep Blue Sea. I was yeah. I don't understand the joke, though. Neither do I. It's supposed to be funny. Nick's trying. He's still an intern. Uh-huh. Not that we're funny all the time, either. But no, we're very, very... If anybody finds us funny, they're very unfunny themselves and have no sense of humor. <laughs> like, we are not funny. This is a garbage show. I wouldn't watch this. <laughs> it's trifling. <laughs> <laughs> it's trifling hot garbage. Kill me. We just need a laugh track. Yeah. Every time someone says a joke, you just push the button. No, it would be every time we say something serious and everything non-jokey, we get the laugh track. Just to Pretty fucking much. psychologically manipulate you. Exactly. We'd get into one of those moments. No, I do need to have like a a button that I can push over here that'll have that'll play uh, like some of the serious music from Full House. Oh. From the ending talks. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like some of that style of music. Usually when I go off on something <laughs> yeah. bad sounding. Like, oh God, there goes so the dad again. Jerry Springer final thoughts at the end of each episode. <sighs> Jesus. What we learned. I'll tell you what. How we grew as a character. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. This is top five. Yeah. By the way, he tops his guys. He's got top fives. That song was on my last top five. Yeah, but I said you can tell by the way he tops those guys. He's got a top five. Mm-hmm. And you're a bottom, Nick. We all know it. He could be a verse. less work. Oh, <laughs> are you a power bottom? What does Ooh. that mean? That I mean, means I can take it hard. That means you generate most of the power, actually, and are the more muscular uh, one. I move my butt. Yeah, you like slam into that dick. You know so what I'm saying? Just like slam there. on that shit. 
to the point where if it slipped out, like that girl, dick is broken I and never like, being used again. I, would, I do like when girls do that for me, so I think I would, if I turned... You'd be a power bottom. You'd be like, fuck your dick riding that shit. If I decided to... He would try to provide the type of luxuries that he enjoys uh, as a man for well, a lady you, you if he control, were to change teams. You could control how far in it goes that way, too. That way... You want that shit deep, though. You know you'd be slamming back. You don't want back. it too deep. You'd be slamming if back. If you got a guy with a long one, you don't... <laughs> yeah, you do. You don't necessarily want it at all. Well, hopefully you do. You know? Bigger the better. So, top five <laughs> resurrections. <laughs> top five Easter erections? Top five resurrections of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want my poop to fall out. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Oh. Film resurrections. Judging by what you've left in my toilet, no, I can tell you it doesn't just fall out. film. It's top five <laughs> resurrections ever. Top five resurrections. I don't know about that. Top five media resurrections, basically. These lists are already made. If you wanted to put someone you knew who was clinically dead and was brought back to life, you could have put it. I mean, my penis comes back to life all the time. After it rests. It's like one of those action little toys where you push the bottom and it goes limp. And then you let go and it stands back up. You know, yeah, like the yeah, the little string puppets. Yeah, the yeah, little string like, plastic. You know what yeah, I'm talking about. I've got a Christmas ornament of one. It's like a cat. You push the thing and it like falls over. Yeah, and then you let it go and it's like, exactly. And then it falls over and it's like, yes. It's like the precursor to those inflatable things that like flail around everywhere. That is my penis is also like one of those. Justin, yeah. would you like to go first tonight? Uh, absolutely. So our top five resurrections. So my number five is kind of a fucking generic one. Both of you aren't going to like it because I doubt either one of you fucking watched it and my voice just cracked again. Let's so get it. eat my ass. Get it, get it. There Let's we go. get back to the mystery van. Uh, Jon Snow and Game of Thrones is a pretty good resurrection, even though everyone saw it coming. I watched a season and a half. But... I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Thanks, Dad. My number five. This means Nick is going to be the last last off tonight. Oh, oh my fuck. number five. Yeah, I don't remember ever being last. Is Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, my God. Who is brought back to life a hundred times, basically, in that show. <laughs> like, all the fucking time he's is brought there, back to life. Is there so. one particular... You call us nerds like you're not in the fucking best company <laughs> of your life. The coolest, The coolest one, only because it leads into, like, the best and most infamous Dragon Ball saga, arguably. Um would be when he comes back the first time in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet the first one would be the... The first one in Dragon Ball Z itself, which I don't think he's resurrected in Dragon Ball ever. I Dragon no Ball idea. Z is a series, sequel series. But yeah, either way, that's my number five. People who know it will know what I'm talking about. If not, this means nothing to you. But All right, what's your number five, Nick? Phil? Phil Connors? That's a good one. He killed himself in many very different ways, and... It was back to life at 6 a.m. Since we included time travel, that works. Yes, it does. So, speaking of which, my number four is none other than Doc Brown from Back to the Future 3, because we do see that he is deceased in an alternate future, or the present future. Well, and he dies in 1985. I was about to say, he died. Actually, he's resurrected more than once, yes, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. And he's saved by time travel. That's funny that's only number four. Doc's very not, not very important in your life. Oh, he is. He hmm. is. Don't you worry about that. That doesn't mean he's not... This isn't a ranking of who's most important, yes, but it whose is. resurrection he likes the best. I mean, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, so what's, uh, what's your number four there, Alec? My number four is Charles Lee Ray, Chucky. That's a good one. 
Um, Which real, my favorite one would be Bride of Chucky because it's sucking, it's just fucking hilarious. And honestly, that's like probably my favorite child's play movie, you know, Chucky movie. And people will probably hate me for that. I don't I give a fuck. That's the only one I saw at the theater. I, I just really enjoy that one. It's funny. So. Okay. All right. You? Nick? My number four is the Batman villain Rachel Ghoul, who has a Lazarus pit purely for resurrecting him. So every time he dies, his people put him in it. Yeah. What's that? Well, wasn't that fancy? What'd you do there? I turned my monitor up. Mm. So my number three, since Nick's was so exciting, exciting and exhilarating, you don't like, is uh, you don't like Batman villains? Eh. Is all um, about the resurrections? Bucky Barnes, because Bucky Barnes was killed off before Marvel fucking comics even came into existence with the old original Captain America. And Bucky Barnes was not resurrected until the year 2005. So he is one of those characters that was written off as dead, never coming back. No way, no how, not ever, not now. Mm-hmm. And he's back. And I love what they've done with this story, that they recovered him. They made him a super soldier, villain, but he's been redeemable. I love how they've made him be able to stay the same age as Captain America by putting him on ice basically the same way and only using him as they need to. So they'd send him out for a mission to kill and put him back to protect their assets. So yeah. why uh, did they decide to bring him back in the comics? Uh, they just wanted something really compelling for, for cap for Captain America story. And to go back to something to the original series, like, I mean, he was created in 1941. So, like that was his first appearance. So I mean, you're talking about a character that hadn't been in a modern form in 60 years, and then they decide like, hey, we've got a way to make this character. Oh, he died that, like back in the 40s. Yeah, he died before it was ever Marvel Comics, like in the precursor to Marvel Comics. So mm. as part of the original Captain America, like pro World War II America publicity stuff. So it's it's very well done. So well, my number three, and thank you for asking. And you're welcome, by the way. Um is the android Ash from Alien when he is resurrected basically by reconnecting a bunch of wires in his head and they mm. try to get information from him. And I fucking love that like scene. A bust. Yeah, <laughs> they just use his fucking head. That's all it is, is his head and neck. And he's got some milk. Yeah, and it's, um, I don't know, I just always really love that scene in that movie. It's really fucking cool and really weird and just fascinating. They only bring him back for a second and then they fuck off again. But yeah. That's cool. That's a good one. What's uh what's yours, Nick? My number three is Alex Murphy, better known as Robocop. Yeah, I figured that'd be on somebody's list. Yeah. Maybe a little obvious, but Yeah. He comes back as a cyborg, but yeah. My number two is Freddy Krueger. And not in Dreamscape version of Freddy Krueger where he saves himself. But Freddy Krueger, when he's brought back into the physical plane by Nancy, she wakes up from her dream and brings him back. Because even in the first movie, he's resurrected into a real living human form. And is still a fucking psycho terrorist. And the way that's done in there, like they, out of all the horror movie characters, right, all that one, that one makes sense. You're like, okay, we're going to physically pull him out of your dream and you're going to manifest him in the real world. Where a lot of the other ones, like, don't even bother explaining to you why the character comes back. Or they do and it's different every time. Like the Leprechaun, it's always different. Hmm. Uh, Jason, it's always different why he's revived again, right? So at least with Freddy, you kind of get an idea, like, he can get pulled in and out of the dream world and he's always going to go to hell and he's always going to be a demon in hell, so. Yeah, pretty weird. 
Uh, what's uh, what's your number two there, Alec? My number two, and thank you for asking, is uh, Eric Draven and the Crow. That's a fucking oh, classic. That's, that's an amazing think one. Of. You didn't even think of that one? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a fucking legendary, legendary movie. Great soundtrack. Great, great movie. You know, to make um, that even better. Butthole pleasures. If they'd actually been able to revive Eric Lee or resurrect him. Hmm. It's fucked up that you make a Eric movie Lee. about Jason Lee. Eric Lee. That's what he said. What's his name? It's not Eric Lee. Now I can't, I don't know it because you called him fucking Eric. The character's name is Eric. Oh, I mixed. Yeah, I crossed it. Combined the two. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's son. Yeah. I can't remember his name now because I I'm, thought it was Jason Lee. Or am I thinking of? You're thinking of Jason Lee. But I thought he was also Jason. You think he was another yeah, Jason Lee? I don't think Lee? so. You should. Yeah, there was a different Jason Lee and Brandon evil Jason Lee. Brandon Lee. Brandon, yes, yes, there I was going to say it. I thought of it before I even looked it up. So, haha. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah that's, that I makes sense. When I Crow, it actually brought. <laughs> Top it. Well, I'm sorry. So, my friend Daniel's probably going to be like, I can't fucking believe you Who is Eric Lee, though? Is there an properties? No, Eric is oh, the, fucking, the character of the Crow. That's the character's name, not the actor. Yeah. So, this is Eric Lee. Whoever he is. All right, well. He's American football What's your number two? Nick? My number two is Jason Voorhees, specifically in the sixth film. When the idiots stab him with a struck by fucking piece of lightning. metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's fucking hilarious. Now he's like zombie Jason, and he's all awesome. Amazing. Well, what's your number one, Justin? It's going to be giant and cliche, but it's the goddamn fucking reverse snap done by the Hulk and goddamn Endgame, because... That is so fucking epic on so many levels. And we're still getting stories about people that were missing for five years. So after the resurrection, what happened to their friends and family? Yeah, if you have an erection lasting more than five years, try being resurrected. What's good about them doing that snap storyline is it gives so much more to the TV shows now. Yeah, because you got to deal with everyone's dealing with not just normal yeah. bullshit, but other stuff. So for me, like that's that's a great launch, you know. Fucking insane because there's so much you can do with that from every fucking character that snapped that wasn't snapped. It's it's a uh, it's pretty fucking key, pretty clutch. What's uh what's yours, Junior? My number one, uh huh. Patrick Swayze and Ghost. No, fuck. Just kidding. <laughs> I told you this does not count. That was the only restriction I gave you. Um. Doc Brown, but not Ah. Back to the Future 3, Back Back to the Future, when he is shot and killed in the beginning of the movie, and then he goes back to the 50s, and he tells him to wear a bulletproof vest, and he has that whole thing where he tears up a letter, and blah, 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 you know the story, Doc's not dead in the end, Um, that's it, I also wrote down George from Back to the Future 2. When you see his gravestone, and I almost included that, but there's no actual Crispin Glover, so I didn't. Yeah, I felt it was that's like rude. A, that's a movie sin there. Like, yeah, yeah, you can kill him off, but you can't because that's asinine. What's your number one, Nick? Of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, his is the most human, Mister Spock. Yeah, I figured that was going to be yours on there. That's a pretty famous one. He's a Great cinematic death. Who gives a fucking shit? <laughs> In the next movie, a Alec great doesn't give a shit about fucking Star Trek, but Nick's a big Trekkie. No, I, I'm actually very interested in Star Trek. I just haven't watched enough, to be honest. I'm very interested in the movies. Watch two, three, and four at least. I'm interested in the movies and the next generation mainly. So, 
I'm going to check them out. Yeah. I just think it's funny to... to Troll, troll people, people that are really into it. Yeah, yeah just, just troll, troll it. I'm going to watch Star Trek anything. 2 and 3 with you sometime. I'm one of those goddamn heathens that like Star Wars and Star Trek. I'm like, yeah, I, I like them for different reasons. Yeah, but what have you watched? They're, the and Star they're Trek? very You've different. You've watched the, those movie, motion pictures? I've seen all the Next Generation movies in theaters. And the original series films are way better. Yeah, so. and some of the original series films, like on like repeats. And then I've seen a fair amount of uh, Next Generation just on TV and Deep Space Nine on TV growing up. So. Mm. All right. Well, we got some honorable mentions here. I'll, I'll 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 go through some for you. Jesus Christ. Patrick Swayze and Ghost. That is not Gandalf. Clearly, you know Freddy Krueger, Jason, any pretty much horror icon that always comes back to life. Um, Everyone in a comic book, basically. There's a lot of comic characters that you could throw on there. Wesley and Princess Bride. Yes, that's a good one. He's nearly dead, or dead. I mean, you know, he's brought back. Um. Bill Pullman and Casper. Yes, oh, yeah. that's a fucking great one. That yes. was almost on my top five. It was hard not to include it, but it's just like it's it's kind of cheap and randomly done in there. But it's yeah. still cool, and it's it's a resurrection. It's Bill Pullman. It's Casper. You know. Yeah, that's that's a good call out there. That's a great honorable mention. Mulder and X Files. TV's Patrick Duffy and Dallas. M- Mulder spends three months buried in a coffin. What? With some alien disease and comes back. They later dig him up when they realize something to study his body and they're like what his body's not rotting is he still alive what the fuck did he poop he has some alien disease that is doing some shit to his body and makes him in a coma basically that we're i don't know, I don't know. it's weird but yeah. he, he's he's in a coffin buried for three months in that show uh, he doesn't exactly die so that's why i didn't include it but it's cool also the legend how can you not mention kenny from south park yeah that's a classic one right there right what's there. cool about that is i don't know if you've seen much into the south park future have you watched the episodes where they're dressed as superheroes? Uh-uh, I have not. They reveal why Kenny comes back oh, to yeah. life. Oh, really? Even though they stop Because every time he dies, he just wakes up the next day, uh, basically, like, he's born every night. Day. Oh, he's, yeah, he does. He's reborn. His, his yeah. mom, like, always, every <laughs> time he right. dies, he instantly is born out of his mom's vagina again. <laughs> That's amazing. So he's a superhero that gets killed every night and still comes back or whatever, basically, and explains yeah. that. It's fucked up. Yep. And have no reason to explain it, but then they then, then they, they did finally it. did after like twenty years. Well, they finally stopped killing them off too. So yeah, yeah, this was long after they stopped. Well, they them. didn't stop entirely. They still do it sometimes. Well, they did it in like every episode. And oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for like a decade, Six, they fucking killed yeah. them off every fucking. Like well, for about four seasons, they stopped. Yeah. yeah, actually, in the fourth or fifth season, he died for an entire season. Yeah, and then yeah, that's Cartman he... drank him as he drank his ashes mixed with milk and thought it was chocolate milk. Oh. <laughs> and then he had Kenny's spirit always possessing him and like randomly trying to control his body and shit. And they were hanging out with Butters for a while, and then he came back in I think mm. sixth season maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fun stuff. Good Any other honorable, honorable mentions from you guys? Or no, no, I'm good there. No, I'm not good there. <laughs> As you try to find the button. I'm actually just debating which one we're doing. What are, what are we covering first? Day of the Dead or Twin Peaks? I think we do Twin Peaks first, usually, right? We save the last film for the last. Do we? Is that what we're going to do? Oh, okay. That's what we, we now return to the real Yeah, just keep talking over the theme song. Fuck me, right? February 24th. Entering the town of Twin Peaks. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Bill Murray is the funniest man on the planet. Episode by episode. Episode by episode. So in this episode of uh, Twin Peaks. For rest in peace. 
Rest in pain, I'm sorry. Pain. Rest in pain. So I bought the uh, audiobook of uh, Dale Cooper's diary uh, or tapes or whatever that book's called. Hmm. Did he did he I record all of them? Most three. of it most of it's literally just the tapes from the show. So it's not any extra information for the most part. Uh, but it's three dollars and ninety nine cents, which is I think they're on YouTube, right. by the way. It's a lot of talk of cherry pie. They're on YouTube. Yep. You should check them out. Well, we're going to be listening to that on our road trip to oh Des Moines. So, to keep that in mind. Diane, I'm holding in my hand a box of small chocolate bunnies. <laughs> should have gotten that for this podcast. That would have been a good one. A little <gasps> Easter reference oh there. Oh, my God. We should have. Oh, my God. I got cotton candy ones, too. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, I need to call my lawyer. Uh. So this one has Laura Palmer's funeral. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, a very iconic scene from the show, and a lot of people meme the shit out of it. It was quite the train wreck for a funeral. Oh, yes. Um, my favorite is Bobby. At this, because <laughs> first Bobby Johnny, and Bobby and James have their little outburst there. That's not my favorite. My favorite amen. is just Bobby going "Amen" after Johnny does. Oh yeah, because Johnny screams it out. Yeah, because Johnny's clear. You know, he's the kid yeah. with issues, and he's der- yeah. And uh, Bobby just is like, "Yeah, Amen." You hypocrites make me sick. And then yeah, he has an altercation with James, and then. Leland falls in onto the fucking coffin. And it starts going haywire. Oh, yeah. He loses now. his fucking shit, yeah, and it keeps dropping and raising and dropping and Can raising. Can you imagine being at a funeral like that? Like, holy shit. <laughs> fucking dark. It would, it would live well, let's it not talk. Let's not forget about the amazing shit that goes on before that, like the absolute fucking destruction of Laura Palmer's body. Oh, yeah, no, that's good. That's necessary. I love Albert. Albert's like my favorite Twin Albert Peaks character. Albert is such a fucking asshole. And I love how he's arguing with the sheriff about it and talking shit on everyone. He just does not give a fuck. He, he doesn't respect a anybody. A blubbering idiot or something. Yeah. And just a fucking hulking, goes. A hulking idiot. I yes. think it was. Yeah, and he gets gets so fucking angry and just holds nothing back. And like it really comes across as like that man's passionate about his work. He doesn't give a fuck about the reasons why or the people. He just wants to do his job well. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole. Um, but that's funny because like you see him like with the fucking power drill and all their kinds of shit, just like fucking hacking this body apart. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? What do you mean? What the fuck is he doing? He's doing an autopsy, trying yeah. to find criminal evidence. Yeah. I think I'm totally on his side during this because they're just like, we want to have a funeral today, and I'm like, no, fuck off. Let the man. You want to find out who killed your daughter, this woman, or not? You fucking idiots. Albert's on the right, even though he's an asshole. That's my opinion anyway. I just love Albert and. I believe oh, I know. that it if just, you want to find the thing out, that's what you got to do. It's very cartoony in the way they portray him with, like, the blood splatter and all that because they probably already would have fucking drained the body for embalming and stuff by that point yeah. for some of that stuff. So some of that's a little just for fucking comedic... I don't even know if you'd say comedic effect. With fucking David Lynch, you don't really know if it's comedic effect or not if it's just fucking the gross-out factor. Yeah, there's some... He does a lot of shit just for the fuck of it, too, so... yeah. But Albert um, is great in that scene. That, that That's like a standout moment in this episode for me, just because the way he's just like, fuck all y'all. Basically. I um I also like where Cooper's like, would you like to join me for breakfast, Audrey? And he, you can clearly, clearly tell, like, the way he's looking at her, he's just thinking about fucking her. You're like, god damn. Yeah, they, but you can, like... And not the point. 
Well, I'm just saying my point is you know that he's not going to fuck her because you know Dale Cooper's character. Yes. Like he's, he's not going to be tempted he's by He's not. He never fucks her? No. Well, actually, he almost was going to fuck her, but um, Kyle McLaughlin was dating Sherilyn. Uh, not Sherilyn Penn. That is Sherilyn Penn. Um, what's her face? Wayne's girlfriend. Tia Carrera? Wayne's ex-girlfriend. Donna. Yeah. No. yeah. Not Donna. What the fuck am Debbie. I thinking? All right. We, we right. know what character you're talking about. Yeah, he was dating the, the girl with, who played Donna. The one with the gun rack. And she did not want him to have a, you know, scenes with Sherilyn Fenn as Audrey. So whatever. I don't know if that, that's just one of those things that everybody talks about. I don't know how much actual truth there is to that, but it's widely known in the Twin Peaks community. But I like it better with them not because you can tell that Cooper is a, you know, an honorable dude, a very good person. Yeah, it, it, it carries his character a long ways by him being respectable like that and not, not going that route. She shows up in his bed naked at one point, and he's like, holy shit, Audrey, no, what the fuck? But you can tell he's also like, god damn it, why am I like this? That supports my theory that he's an android or alien. Yeah. He has just better morals than you, Nick. I think that's all that is. <laughs> you don't have morals, so you're like, fuck it. It's not immoral to have sex with her. A high schooler? A oh, high is she sc- in high school? She's 18. Oh, I don't know. I figured she was in her 20s. She's in high school. She was a classmate of Laura Palmer. Oh, that's right. Okay. Which I'm not saying, you know, don't, you know, just because she's 18, you could theoretically have sex with her. But I think, especially this character who is vulnerable, who I is that, much, that much younger than him, okay. who I believe, you know, Agent Cooper, how old would you guess he is? Because 33. I, be- I believe Kyle McLaughlin, when he made this, was 27, 28. Well, so sure. I was going to say around 30 myself. And the actress was probably 23 or something, yeah, at least. 20, probably. That's how I was looking at it. So. Yeah, yeah. So Don't I mean, have sex with high schoolers. Well, I mean, just for for the character to actually tell the story part here, right? You know, it's like, yeah, people are going to make whatever decisions they want in real life. But obviously, if he's an FBI agent and all this other stuff, it's, it's going to make sense that this guy obviously clearly has a moral compass that he lives by, right? Obviously, there's plenty of characters in this show that have a very flexible moral compass that kind of goes and ebbs and flows as it needs to based on what they want to accomplish in their personal life. Huh. Maybe she's a super-duper senior. I don't know. Uh, well, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Any other scenes in this episode that really stand out to you? I got busy with the last episode, with the last bit of this. And then I, I've seen this show so many times that I just don't remember where this episode ends exactly. What was going on when Cooper went to see Leo? Because we were kind of talking. I didn't really catch a lot of the dialogue. Which part, which, where were they at? Oh, hell, I don't don't they go and they go and see Leo at his place? Is that where him. they do it? They go the, ask him about his alibi, so. yeah. Hmm. Because they're at his house. Because he shows up there with the sheriff. Oh, that's right, yeah. But they're not there for very long, are they? You know, that's actually a that's rather a short, short scene. scene yeah. 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 I think they, they just briefly question him. Because, don't get anything out of him, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. He denies it. I think he... He's the one that, uh, when they were throwing rocks at the bottles, has broke. Wasn't that him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo Johnson there at the Jays. Yep. You'll find out things about Leo Johnson. I mean, you already, I'm sure. I hate, know, I know things. He's a fucking douche. Yeah. He's one of the most hated characters on the show with good reason. Yes, so. very good reason. Fuck that guy. <clears throat> no, he actually de- don't. He deserves to be cucked. Oh, well, that, yeah, that's probably true. 
Oh, Bobby's giving it to his girl real good. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Well, I mean, he's at least no, giving little, it to her. Hopefully the uh, risk is worth the reward. Yeah. yeah. He will kill him. Yes. Um, <laughs> or would. So that's episode four. I mean, it's it's if you're following along, I mean, this series is... It's strange. It's unique. It's fun. It's... I don't know. I'm just really enjoying watching this. And we we forgot you, to talk about how oh. Cooper forgot his dream. Yeah, I was just thinking. Oh, that. yeah, that was he's a like, key piece. Cooper, who killed Laura Palmer? And he's basically like stalls and is like, uh, I yeah, I, I, I forgot. Yeah, but he knows it's in his head somewhere, right? So yeah. like he's he's just kind of letting that spin around right he now. He knows that the key, gotta crack the, code. the keys are, are there for it. He just doesn't remember it at the moment. So, yeah, it's fascinating. Oh. Yeah, so I guess that's that today on Twin Peaks. Um, if you're following along. If you're following along. I mean, if you haven't started following along, you can catch up the last three episodes. We've covered it. Pretty easy, yeah. Um, and it's on Netflix and Hulu, at least these yes. first two seasons. So, And the third season's on Showtime? Yes. And it's uh, available on DVD. Day by day. Digital video disc. You know what I just watched? Me pulling a can off some moron steps. Return of the Jedi. Did you see Alien? When that uh, creature was in that guy's stomach? Oh my god. Oh my god. You ever seen that really old movie? Uh, Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony. Welcome to Retro Release Reviews. I like messing with the reverb. It's pretty sweet. Like a man. child. Alec likes making that fader dance. I also just love reverb. Who doesn't, you know? Oh, yeah. Good it reminds reverb. me of the good 80s and outer space, tripping on drugs. The reverb on the guitar on Twin yeah. Peaks is amazing. So, we're talking Day of the Dead. Day of This is our dead. Easter special. Zombie edition. So, we're not talking about anything besides the movie Day of the Dead. Because there's also the holiday of the Day of the Dead. Yes, but we're only actually talking about yes. the first Day of the Dead as well, not the... Uh, sequel or remake that they made that were hmm, garbage, flaming garbage. Yeah, it's like uh, there's only like one plot point that's actually similar, and then there's yeah, obviously no. a, a new sci-fi series in the works for a, a Day of the Dead series. So yeah, that's interesting. I saw that on Wikipedia and was like, huh. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know what. We'll see you. But I, what I like about most, most about this movie is um, nothing. I hate it. It's the worst movie ever. The, I quit. The makeup Good night. effects. Um, I like Bub the best about this movie. No, I was going to say the how it invented a bunch of zombie tropes. Mm. Yes. Zombie movie tropes. They all, like, if you've watched a bunch of zombie movies before you watched this one, like I did, and then later watched mm. this one, you realize, oh, shit. Name them. They're all copying this motherfucking shit. Name them for mm. us. Name what? The tropes. I will go through uh, at least a couple for you. Go ahead. Um, the asshole in charge, the insensitive military guy. Mm-hmm. That is a yeah. big fucking trope. Um, sometimes he's not military. Sometimes he's just the guy in charge who's like, you know, it's a lot of the times it's the guy who in the movie is saying, we got to kill this motherfucker right now because he was bitten or whatever. We got to blow his brains out right fucking now. It's always that guy. Like, that's a big trope. That's not, I don't even think that's specifically done in this, but it's always that person later on. You get that with uh, Captain Rhodes in this. Yep. He's an asshole. Fucking full-on asshole. Um, you have the idea, another trope, is um, Bub, basically. Just Bub, where the, you have 
people are trying to make zombies docile. not yes they're either trying to make them docile they're trying to cure them somehow and there's an underground lab there's scientists working with actual zombies like literally half of these scenes in this like if you've ever watched the third resident evil movie they're taken right from this movie mm-hmm. um yeah, well, they're they're trying to make something useful out of it, right? Or they're trying to make it so they won't attack people. What's that movie called? Fido, where the kid has a pet zombie. Yeah, I started to bring that up earlier. Ask if you guys have seen that. I saw that years ago. Um, but that's another sim. That's another concept like Bub. Like if somebody ran with a concept of Bub and just made it a kid's pet zombie and this weird shit. Yeah, like Frank and Weenie too. Almost, you know, like that whole concept of like another, like, hey, here's your traumatic loss, and yeah. No. So that's interesting because you also have. The first time a zombie is using a gun against a human. Later they do that in Land of the Dead too. Um, oh, and, and they they really start setting up the trope that like they're messing with stuff that they shouldn't be, and then the zombie like winds up killing somebody, right? Not even just the gun piece, because like we see that again later on in, in other movies. Yeah. So there's there's quite a few in there. I mean, there's there's conflict between humans and the other movies, so you can't say that originated from them. But there's it, you can see it be more defined in this movie than it was in Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, because obviously Night of the Living Dead, there's obviously everyone's trying to survive, so there's the circumstances that are a little bit different than obviously say here, where there's civilians trying to argue science, logic, and reasoning versus a uh, fucking trigger happy military person that's so fucking ingrained and indoctrinated into the military that they don't stop to think about the consequences. Hmm. It's all kill, kill, kill. Um, oh. Sorry, I just got a burp there. We talked about how this one guy, the uh, radio operator, looks like Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which we covered last week. Um, Didn't we say someone else looked like somebody too? Who was it? Uh, I don't remember. The other interesting piece about this is it's very much a sign of the times, right? You're talking Cold War era filmmaking right at the time, right? So they are in a World War II, what they said, or right, a World War II era missile bunker. Yeah. Um, but, but that still makes sense, right, that you'd be using a missile bunker, right? So even something like Spies Like Us has that missile bunker, or some missile silo. So a lot of kind of proof of concept hiding underground because that'd be a place that would be rather safe until you realize that they become trapped. Right, and then, so that's obviously a huge trope, obviously, in every zombie movie, even going back to Night of the Living Dead, is, like, you get trapped somewhere. How do you get trapped? Why do you get trapped? So. I have a feeling, like, I'm very honestly surprised there wasn't some, like, very fucked up shit going on between the military and the one woman down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it may have just been not thought of at the time and not something that he wanted to put in the movie or anything like that, but, like, with the way those military yeah. people were, and they're fucking complete assholes, you know they would have fucking done something yeah. to her. And I, you think that would have made it a real fucking disgusting movie in like a well, non, right. I'm not a saying non, it should have been there. Yeah. It's just like in a realistic scenario like that, as fucked up as those people were, it, it comes to light. Well, that's the kind of like the, the 28, 28 days later, right? You kind of get that vibe. Exactly, yeah. So you see that later on where they didn't take that concept, but you see how, how fucking fucked up and violent that could be so mm-hmm. i'm glad that's not in there because this movie's much more enjoyable without it yes oh we um, said that uh, one guy looked like john goodman from big lebowski oh that's true yeah one of the soldier guys because he's wearing fucking aviators that are colored he has this he kind has of similar facial structure and stuff and, yeah. and he's in you know talks he's just a big <laughs> obnoxious asshole basically 
I'm running this monkey farm. I don't know the rest of the line, but he says, I'm running this monkey farm, and that's pretty and fucking weird. It's fucking hilarious when Bub salutes Rhodes as he gets <laughs> eaten by zombies. Because mm-hmm. you see that he's just in there working around the doctor and stuff, and the doctor's very intelligent with it, right? Even though it's it's kind of fucked up, but he's very he's very much working like Dr. Frankenstein as this character, right? It's very much his inspiration in the writing of it. You can clearly see the parallels there. Yeah, his name is Dr. Matthew, but they pretty much call him Frankenstein for the most of the movie. Yeah, and it's intentional, right? That's how his character arc is, right? Mm -hmm. He's he's kind of playing God, doing some stuff that's questionable ethically, but he's also thinking of the betterment of humanity and how do they overcome this wire. As the doctor, she wants to basically figure out a way to reverse the disease or cure the disease, and he's got a different approach, but, you know... Mm-hmm. You've only got limited options, limited. Could resources. you really cure that though? Because these people are like already partially decomposed. Like, would there really be a coming back from that? Uh, you know, it's that's kind of one of the zombie movie tropes, right? Is there a, is there a cure for this or not, right? Um, and then they also have the trope there Bullet. where they cut off the, uh, you know, they cut off a limb before it spreads to the rest of the body. Oh yes, yeah, so that's another one. So that, that was the first time in this one, right? I'm pretty sure that's the first time I've seen that. Yeah, because she said, "Yeah, we've yeah, been off." Was it, done in, was it done in Dawn of the Dead? Not that I know. I don't. I have to rewatch it, but yeah, that's another one. That's what I'm saying. This one's just like a trope, fucking inventor for these zombie movies. They all between that and then like Return of the Living Dead. That's got several tropes that start in there, and then you really pick up steam, and things just kind of become standardized for the format, the genre. (sighs) If you haven't noticed, we're recording later than normal. Yeah, it's twelve fifty-three a.m. right now. (laughs) Um, we're usually two or three hours. We're usually earlier. done by now. We had to watch so. um, one of these movies tonight before we recorded, and you know we, we were at the antique store for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. No, so this movie it, it holds up well, right? Um, I don't like this one as much as I like the original Dawn of the Dead. The original Dawn of the Dead, I just fucking you love. Son of a bitch, Alec. However. Alec loves this one, but watching it again tonight made me realize like it's it's much better than I remembered it being because I've only this seen is this one, one you have to pay close attention to much like Dawn of the Dead. I think you you need to it's harder to watch it in a group setting. Yeah, because I think I've not seen take this it two on. or three times before tonight. Yeah, and it's just one that's it's not as I don't have as much fun watching this one because it's more serious in tone. There's a lot more it's a lot more dialogue driven than just some of the other ones because they're that explains why I like it. Yeah. But I mean, just a dialogue horror, I guess. Kind of explains what's going on, right? They're like, whereas in Dawn of the Dead, you know, they kind of show you like how they end up in this mall. Yeah. Um, in some of the ways they like protect themselves in there. I just get a kick out of that and them fucking like raiding the mall. To me, like, that's amazing. I just love that, you know. But uh, this one has some good stuff in it, so. Yeah. I think uh, my favorite line in this movie is uh, Losers always whine about their best. <laughs> Winners go home and fuck the Prom queen. It's either that or... This is a snakeskin jacket. I should have had a snakeskin jacket in this movie. This is a snakeskin jacket. And for me, it's a symbol of my individuality. And for all clarity, we were going to watch the original Dawn of the Dead, but, um... Again, you cannot rent or buy you digitally. You cannot get a digital copy of that. Damn! You can get... Holy shit! You can get Blu-rays, DVDs, shit VHS. Shit, son of a bitch! And Alec has Bastard, one. douchebag! What? Not in Kansas City. Yeah. It's in mm, where he's from. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Where he's from. It's where where he's from at. last. No. Mm, no. No. Uh, I need like a, I need like a wrong answer button too. His previous yes. location. 
Let me begin. Hey. Hey. Uh, hey, yo. So, you guys got anything else you want to uh, you want to close this show up? Let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap this thing up and put it out of my misery. Are we going to release this in three days? What? That's how long Jesus. No. Jesus didn't really come back to life, you know. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Jesus. Why three days? Jesus is a. Uh, you know why three days? Jesus is a real. He's a fictional character. Unless you're talking about the guy named uh, Jesus who lives down the street. The guy who makes my enchiladas at the restaurant. Anyway, check out all of our stuff. Comment. Let us know what your favorites are, etc., etc. We will be back with a bonus episode later this week, as well as a. Uh, new series on YouTube called Kaiju Vision for Godzilla Films. Thank you and good night. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Shut this off. Shut these all off.